1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. There were Boxing Day wins for Celtic and Rangers with attention now turning to the final derby of 2019. Hearts are aiming to avoid propping up the table when the year ends but their woes continued with an Edinburgh derby defeat and Stephen Robinson hopes he's closing in on a new striker at Motherwell. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. If you have to bring down the curtain on the first part of the season then there's only one way to do it. Celtic. Rangers, 60,000 fans, electricity in the air and a day that will be pivotal but not decisive in terms of the championship. When Luciano Pavarotti sang Nessun Dorma, None Shall Sleep, he probably didn't have the Celtic and Rangers fans in mind. However, this is where we are. Fans, like children on Christmas Eve, hoping that they get what they ask for. Blessed. Yep, top four won again uh, yesterday The old firm comfortable uh, The Dandy Dons get three points Your team, the Motherwell On a very good run A really important one as well for St Johnston And Hibs have the bragging rights of Edinburgh Gordon It's that time of year where I don't exactly know what day of the week it is uh, But I know it's not Monday However, we did have a full fixture card in the Premiership yesterday So that means you two are working double time What was your result of the... Day. It's usually the result of the weekend on a Monday, but what was your result of yesterday? I'm going to be utterly selfish and say Hamilton Ackies no St Johnston won because it gave me the perfect acca. Oh, for goodness sake. Did you get an acca up yesterday? He puts his predictions. All five. All five. Above everything. There's a man with his priorities in check. Doesn't care about the football, cares about his own predictions, don't, right? Don't come round that often. You've got to take them. Uh, for me, it was St Johnston. They're starting to have some decent form. Eight points in the last 12, Gordon. Uh, we gave him enough stick over the course of the early, early months, so. Credit where it's due Okay, goal of the day I've got to give it to young Ross McIver Eight minutes into his motherwell debut He scores against Ross County The club who let him go Karma And what a goal it was as well yeah. 25 yards, top corner Can't beat it Alex, you got a different suggestion for us? Yes, I'm going for uh, Martin Boyle's first goal Gordon, I thought You know, when you consider it's just a big hopeful ball into the box Coming over his shoulder And to get that in the volley Catch it as well as he did And get them up and running I thought it was a brilliant goal Now your howler of the day That can be a refereeing mistake A goalkeeping error A sitter in front of goal It really can be anything you want it to be So what was your howler of the day? I'll need to go for Hearts Media Team Who When Daniel Stendhal was appointed Hearts Manager Brought up In a statement His past association with Jack Ross When Stendhal was at Barnsley and Jack Ross was at Sunderland and they kind of attempted to send Jack Ross up. Football has a way of getting you back. Hearts nil, Hibs two. And Hibs had a good fun in pointing that out in their own Correct. tweet yesterday. 15 all I think it's called in <laughs> tennis. I'm going for Hearts. They are a gang. Uh, I think Stendhal uh, taking a... A leave of absence I know Didn't help things And I think it goes back to 1937 Is that right? 1937 I don't know what's coming next uh, When Hearts had A manager take over Which they have lost Their first four games So you oh. know It's a really poor start Now that is good research it's 1937 indeed. Even I wasn't born then 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Remember no football 
tomorrow So this is your last chance to look ahead to Sunday's game between Celtic and Rangers The build up by this point is usually cranking up all your predictions, all your hopes, all your fears Who should play, who shouldn't play What are the tactical considerations for both camps You tell us it all 01419511025 Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter Of course we can look back on yesterday as well We'll do as many things as possible um, So don't hang about, get the calls in Or tweet us at Clyde SSB Let's hear from some of the managers yesterday Neil Lennon says it would be a massive psychological boost To head into the break 8 points ahead he says they're quietly confident going into Sunday. He's hoping to make home advantage count. I'm not interested in what it would mean for the rest of them. Just for us, it would uh, psychologically be great. We're at home, and our home form has been absolutely fantastic. So it's the first one we've played at home for, for quite a while. So I think um, the, the fans will be looking forward to it as much as the players. And we're confident, but quietly confident. You know, we're not sort of shouting anything from the rooftops just yet. We know there's a long way to go, but I can't ask... A lot more from the players, apart from maybe putting more of an emphatic scoreline on the performances because the performances and the, their attacking intent really, really pleases me. For all these games, whatever the context is, you want to win them. You know, for you know bragging rights or for the for the supporters more than anything else. But for this one, there's a big three points at stake, and we really want to win it. They're all important, Hugh. You don't need me to tell you that. How important is this one, given where we are in the season and the fact that there is the potential there for the gap to, to grow because of Celtic having played one more game than Rangers. Yeah. Pivotal, as I say, but not decisive. If Celtic do get the eight-point advantage by virtue of beating Rangers, then of course it's a massive psychological boost for them. It would also be 100 points from all matches played in the calendar year of 2019. But that would be less important to Neil Lennon than getting that Massive psychological advantage The other side of the coin If Rangers win The gap is down to two points And Rangers are a game in hand Therefore There is the arithmetical Possibility Of Rangers going to the top of the league At some point Yeah um, uh, Listen I think you can work both ways Gordon You know I think eight points Looks uh, spectacular at this time Considering it's been going uh, Turn and thrown from side to side and uh, I think is Rangers game in hand against Ross County at Ibrox, I think. So, and on paper, you would expect Rangers to bring that back to five if Celtic won. Now, you talk about the psychological kind of aftermath, if you like, you know, uh, if Celtic won, you know, you would say, well, that's a really big boost going into the winter break, eight points. However, if it's the other side of the coin, Gordon, you then have... Celtic who have had a remarkable start to the season Potentially if When Rangers get that game in hand Could find themselves mm. second place Who uh, How did they prepare for This game on Sunday then How did they go into it If we look at yesterday in particular it, Two things for me happened uh, Yesterday uh, I thought that Celtic defensively were poor Against St Mirren uh, They got the job done And that really is all that's important But defensively Julian was all over the shop and at the same time, Alfredo Morelos came on, scored the winning goal for Rangers against Kilmarnock. We know any small child in the street will tell you that Alfredo Morelos has yet to score against Celtic. But Julian would have to be less emotional and more focused against Rangers on Sunday than he was at St Mirren. Would it be safe to say Alex That they both got the job done Whilst yeah. not being at their best Is that is with, that fair? Without doubt Gordon I think uh, 
It was interesting because when the team news came through over at Ibrox, I was really surprised. I, I firmly expected Morelos to start. And when he didn't, I was kind of getting some texts from some friends from that were at the game saying we're huffing and puffing and, and, and come on, we're putting a low block, making it very difficult. And then when the guy comes on and scores within six or seven minutes or whatever it was, you just think to yourself how important he is mm. to Rangers. And because I don't think there's any margin for anybody to drop points leading up to this old firm game. And uh, as you rightly said, the, bit, the both of them were not at their, their best, but three points at this stage is crucial. 0141 We've heard from Neil Lennon We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard Let's squeeze in a call first though And speak to Robbie In Falkirk What's on your mind Robbie? Uh, it's just about the team selection For Celtic For uh, Sunday mm-hmm. And um, It's just I, I'd like to actually make the point To Alex Ray um, I know he's an ex-Rangers man But he's a football man So it'll give, it'll give me a good uh, Even though it's for a Celtic angle I'm sure it'll give me a I got a good uh, response here. Uh, Alec, I was just wondering, there seemed to, all of the panel members uh, uh, last night you weren't on, it was uh, Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson, yeah. Jim Duffy and Hugh and that were on. And they were making a, basically it was between uh, Gordon Dale and Mark Wilson. And there were a wee bit of uh, disagreement about and Cham coming into the team, whereas yeah. Gordon Dale was saying go, go for and Cham in the middle. And Alec, Alec, uh, What's his name? Mark. Uh, no, no, I like aye, Mark. I was actually saying about uh, better with Mikey Johnson on the left. Now, when I heard uh, Neil Lennon's press conference, the way he was talking towards the end, of it, he was basically saying that it's no ideal having Forrest on the left and and Charm in the middle with Christy, Christy on the yeah. right. But I was just wondering if everybody was fit. How would you line up the, the way the way that they, Neil Lennon is talking? Is he, Mikey Johnson, if he was absolutely one hundred percent fully fit, he would probably start with him yeah. and, and play Christ in the ten with Forrest on the right. But yeah. all said and done, I mean, where do you think Celtic? How would you line up if you were the manager? And also, yeah, absolutely, Robbie, you're absolutely right. Alison, for me, I would go with James Forrest on the right hand side, Christie in the ten. I, I think if you're saying. Who is the number 10 at Celtic at the moment? Without a shadow of doubt, it's Christie. Uh, I watched Mikey Johnson when he came on yesterday. The boy impresses me more and more every time I see him. He drives past people. He can go inside, outside, and he's a constant threat. And plus, he looks a goal threat also. And then, obviously, Edward would lead the line. Uh, if you're asking if who, who was fit, Elinousi would probably be the number one starter there, but it doesn't look as if he's near uh, this game come Sunday. So, for me, it's Forrest, Christie, Johnson, and Edward. Uh, the the counterpoint put forward yesterday was you know Celtic are still winning games of football yep. and they created did create a lot of chances yesterday despite maybe not being at their absolute best they created a lot of chances against Aberdeen the previous game so is there really such a and is it is it really so important that that Neil Lennon takes and cham out the team and, and puts Mikey Johnson in no no that, for me and if you're just looking about balance purely for balance and where people are at their strongest for me James Forrest off the right. Oh. Christie is having a remarkable season Edward takes care of himself So it's really just the left hand side Which is an issue And by actually putting uh, Forrest out there You're actually changing two of their main players Out of their position You go back to the first game Alec That they played against each other at Ibrox Mikey Johnson played that day And Mikey Johnson set the ball rolling uh, By taking advantage of a bad pass From Conor Goldson Threading the ball through to Odson Edward And uh, the complexion of the game changed when Edward scored It's almost as if 
since the night that Olivier and Sham scored against the Lazio in Rome, his stock has risen. And Neil Lennon definitely appreciates him. And why not? He's a class football player who cost Celtic four and a half million pounds. I happen to think Neil Lennon will go with Insham and Mikey Johnson will be the impact mm. sub. See, see if you just, sorry, Gordon, just going back to Insham a couple of years ago, Hugh, I had him as one of the best midfielders in Scotland. I thought he was outstanding. He was playing a more deeper role. I think he got nine goals that season, Gordon. And he just has everything at his disposal. So, we're not talking about you're replacing that dud here. You know, you're talking about a top class player as well. Uh, Robbie, listening to the assessment of Mikey Johnson from Alex, and you bring him up yourself, is there not a possibility Neil Lennon sees him still as being an effective guy to bring off the bench rather than, you know, having to start with him and, and then bring Olivia and Cham on the other way around? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the way that Lennon was sounding his press conference there was Mikey Johnson was fully fit. Okay, I know he came back for injury and he came back against Rennes and he was in contention for the semi-final but you've got to mind he did pick up another injury there was a couple of games over the last uh, month or so where um, he was he had to step out he wasn't even in the squad so there has been a few, few niggly injuries but the, but the sounds of Neil Lennon I think he's going to start with Incham that's with the sound I don't think yeah. injuries are a consideration I mean, here Mikey Robbie. Johnson has featured five yeah. times Six times in December I played he's against Rangers in the cup final He's uh, featured six times in December Yeah so I don't think fitness is a consideration uh, As ever before a match of this magnitude People will say Oh is Neil Lennon saying one thing But actually he'll do the other You know but Purely guesswork I think he'll start with Incham Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard Thank you very much to Robbie and Falkirk For kicking us off tonight Stephen Gerrard uh, He's backing Alfredo Morelos to, to keep his cool He was obviously sent off Five times last season It certainly looked like He was done with the red cards Got his one and only Of the season so far At Fir Park Coming back into the team now Gerrard says he's learned his lesson The players will motivate themselves um, If they've got anything about them This is a place That should excite them um, we won't do anything different because it's an, an all firm game. I thought his, his all round performance in the cup final was, was really good. Uh, he created a lot of the chances out of nothing for himself. Um, he's just got to go and try and do exactly the same thing, but you know, try and take the big moments in the game. If he does, it'll give us a better chance of winning. He's someone who is uh, in love with playing football. He's someone who doesn't like missing one minute of training. He doesn't like being sub. He doesn't like coming off. Um, he, he motivates himself every time he sees a ball So um, I've got no doubt that he'll be Hoping he's in the starting eleven And he'll be ready to face this challenge at the weekend um, In terms of where he's at He's in the best place he can be I think his behaviour's massively improved Again when he came on yesterday There was people trying to provoke him And he, he just he just rolled on with it He just focused on the football Which was brilliant Seems to be finding different ways Of underlining his importance To Rangers Alex Because most of the time He starts games He scores goals And, and yeah. wins matches for Rangers uh, Yesterday Crying out for a goal Jermaine Defoe is the man Who's given the start But he comes off the bench And you know Does what he often does Against Kilmarnock Yeah I think that was a good insight uh, Stephen Gerrard gave you there To the individual You know we get to see him uh, For like, a couple of hours Most weeks uh, but he was talking about his hunger, his desire and to play and score goals And uh, I agree with him in terms of when you look at his overall game uh, You know, the link-up, creating chances for himself in the last O for him game You know, he created a lot 
Uh, unfortunately for him, he never managed to capitalise on him. He came up against a goalkeeper that was in fine form that day, but he'll be relishing this because it's an opportunity, mm. another opportunity for him to break that duck. Jim is a Rangers fan on the line. Just a couple of days to go. Jim, what's on your mind at the moment? Hey, how are you doing, guys? Uh, season greetings to you all and your families, guys. Thanks, Jim. Uh, I'd like to ask you, panel, uh, is this compliance officer still on the go by any chance? Yes. yes. Is, she still, is she still in a job? Well, do you think there'll be retrospective action taken yesterday? Uh, the carry on going on at Love Street yesterday? Well, Seth Barron Park, uh, Julian and the boy Balling Golly. Absolute embarrassing. Well, let's split those couple of incidents up. What 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 is Balling Golly potentially going to be retrospectively pulled up for? What's he going to be pulled up for? But uh-huh. you think feigning injuries? I don't think I don't think it looks good, Jim. But I don't no. think there's a rule there under which he can be retrospectively dealt with. So that's why I'm asking. I'm not I'm not trying yeah. to to be smart. But if you dive and the referee gives a penalty, then you can be retrospectively dealt with. But I don't think just going down and then it doesn't influence the referee's decision. I don't think there's a mechanic there for him to be dealt with retrospectively. But, but, but just to pacify Jim at the time on the program. No, it's not. It's not a pacifying issue. Not at all. Well, anyway. Just to let me answer your question then uh, At the time On the programme I did use the word embarrassing I said it's embarrassing He's been pushed in the chest And has gone down Rolling around Holding his face That's embarrassing When you're at a big club like Celtic You really have to be above that And uh, before anyone shouts and balls If you're at a big club like Rangers You have to be above that How about at any club? Absolutely at any club, right. Yes you should be above that And ball and golly Embarrassed himself But as Gordon has said There's there's no Room there For retrospective action With regard to uh, Christopher Julian He could easily have been Red carded And by the same token uh, He got involved with John Obika And by the same token John Obika Could easily have been Red carded For his uh, Flailing hand uh, Into the neck Of uh, Christopher Iyer So uh, To answer your question there could have been two red cards. We have no details of uh, any plans for retrospective action. What do you think, Jim? Maybe I think, well, I think it's, it's happening to my club more than once, maybe twice, three times, four times, when they're quick enough to be taking action against Rangers players. This season? That's my take on it. So well, this, season. this season, but it's happened in the past, and it's the same person that does it. Well, I think the, the I think the test has clearly been tightened up a bit this season. I think that's obvious. But at the same time, I, people were complaining that there were too many retrospective incidents last yeah. season, and now we're complaining that there are too few this season. So yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bit I, confused as to, to where we stand. And by the way, let's not forget, there is a process there where just because we don't hear about the outcome, that doesn't mean that it hasn't been looked at. And absolutely. by the way, yesterday would be too soon. I'm not talking about yesterday, but I'm talking about anything general, else. Yeah. That Panel of three ex-referees The expert panel yeah. That's still there So they've maybe looked at incidents And said yep. No We don't think that's a red card So it doesn't mean that the process yeah. Isn't taking place Just because we no, don't hear listen, about it Gordon I don't think there was enough contact I think he got quite lucky actually Because if he does catch him With a flail and arm There's more contact I think he is most certainly he, I, I think the referee would have dealt with it at the time I just, You know he might have just grazed him I don't think mm. there was a flush on the face At the same time though Contact is not Always the, the, It's not the be all and end all because if there's a if there's an intent there or well there was intent there that's the thing Gordon for me that's a that is a flailing arm that he's trying to catch him and uh, if he catches him in the face because there's a different rule to the head uh, whereas if it's a chest or lower and about there so 
if he'd have caught him, for me, it would have been a red card to you properly. I which, think. Which one are we talking about? Sorry, Julian, because in, as you said, you can't you can't do anything retrospective for. A ball and goal at you, but what about the other way? What what was the St Mirren one in the first half as well? Does I caught him? Was it where, where did he actually catch him? Round neck, about the neck. The neck, yeah. Does that come into the face area then, Gordon? In terms of the rules? Well, it depends. We're back to excessive force and all yeah. the rest of it, depending so, on yeah. whether it was in the but face the, or not. But the bottom line here is that Jim, like many supporters of Celtic and Rangers, believe that they are victimised. Jim believes that Rangers are victimised by the SFA and their disciplinary procedures. Celtic supporters believe that they're victimised by the SFA and their disciplinary procedures. So they'll all need to go into a wee corner and squabble about it. There is no such thing as uh, an SFA directive to get that club or get that club. This is childish nonsense. Jim might just have taken your advice and has gone off to the corner because I was about to bring him back in and he's gone. Let's take a breather there then. We're going to hear again from Neil Lennon. We're going to hear again from Stephen Gerrard. So this is the perfect time to get your calls in. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Board. We're on the phones and we're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Peter McClurg is quite right He's picked me up I said uh, He says What do you mean no football tomorrow? I meant Premiership football Peter I am sorry He says I'm heading up to Brecon With oh. 51 other Albion Rovers fans For the match of the day in the second division Bus paid for by ARFC Trust I've got Albion Rovers in a double with Rangers on Sunday He says um, Mark Wilson will see you there Peter yes. Give him a wave from us when you get to the opposition dugout uh, you Go by his house and pick him up And before we even get to tomorrow JC Boy says it's Dundee Derby time Gordon yes. Get it talked about Moan United Why not give us a call JC Boy And let us know Always always a big derby Hugh yes. Always a, yes. a good time of year for the derbies this as well United have been very impressive of late And they are miles in front of Dundee In terms of points And I suspect that they'll be further in front of Dundee after tonight's game is over It's that time of day, so You have to fancy United 01419511025 Is the number you need At Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Let's hear from Neil Lennon Says It would be um, Let's I'll tell you what Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard first He's, He believes the Betfred Cup final performance Shows they're capable of winning on Sunday To keep up the chase In the title race I think when you analyse what you put into the final and your performance levels, I couldn't ask for any more from the players. So I was very proud of their efforts on the day. Um, and they went out and done exactly what we asked them to do besides um, capitalise on our big moments that we created for ourselves. And the final was decided by big moments going against us. We have to live with that. We have to accept it. Uh, this is a different game, different competition. Uh, obviously the same... Um, players that we're going to be playing against which are good players but um, we proved on the day that we're, we're more than a match and this is a game where the players should go in with belief and confidence and as you say it's the last game before the break they've got nothing to save themselves for just go and empty the tank and, and see what we can take away from it So Stephen Gerrard taking confidence from the Betfred Cup but Neil Lennon says people forget how much they had to overcome to beat Rangers in the final he also thinks not enough attention is paid to the 2-1 win at Ibrox earlier this season well, lot's been made of that, you know, and you have to remember we didn't have a centre forward, you know, a fit centre forward. It's pretty important in the game, you know, and we didn't, but it sort of would volley out with, you know, uh, Greg Taylor suspended for the cup final. Um, so I had to, you know, rejig things with, with Johnny as well, and they still come through, and they were down to 10 men. 
Um, so, yeah, well, many would feel we didn't play at our best, and that's a fair assessment. We still won. So, people don't talk about the cup final, they don't talk about the performance at Ibrox, where we were totally dominant and, and won the game comfortably. So, we look forward to it. We'll be as strong as we possibly can, and we'll take it from there. We go for it in every game. So, that, that mode of thinking or philosophy won't change, and we'll have a, obviously the bulk of support rowing us on as well, which is a a big advantage at times. That must give you a lot of confidence though that... Um, Hugh, how much relevance or how, how much importance do you put on that Betfred Cup final in terms of what we learn from it? Because you can completely understand the Rangers camp taking confidence from the performance. I think uh-huh. everyone knows they performed the better of the two sides in the day. But you can also understand Celtic and Neil Lennon saying, well, we weren't at our best and we still won and we didn't have Odson Edward fit yeah. to start the game. Yeah, you don't have your most expensive ever signing. Uh... You have to play for one third of the game with 10 men after the sending off of Jeremy Frimpong. Uh, and your goalkeeper comes through like never before. And uh, the cup is won. So, what it tells you is about Celtic and resilience. You know, you don't get nine domestic trophies in a row without having incredible resilience. And if Neil feels that the, the win at Ibrooks early in the season has been overlooked, then you know, Celtic are partly to blame for that because Celtic's resilience has carried them through as winners of the Europa League group into the bargain. They've gone to Rome and beaten Lazio, and Celtic have drawn attention to themselves in other ways. And we've had such a glut of football that if you forget about Ibrooks, then you know it's natural that you forget about it. It was a while ago. However, there's no disputing the fact that Celtic won that day and won. Well uh, It's funny how it works In this city Alex You can spin things Either way to suit it's yourself hard, yeah. And we've got a Betfred Cup final Where both sides Are taking confidence from it And then <laughs> taking it Into the weekend Listen I don't think You can um, Under egg Or you know Underplay Edward What he brings to Celtic For me He is a tremendous talent Gordon You know We're always doing The Morelos Edward Let's just enjoy We've got two brilliant strikers Young strikers He brings a physical presence And what he does really well Is he brings in Forrest Christie and Sham and whoever comes off the left so he does it very very well and he contains centre halves and uh, he scored in a big game so I think this is going to be an unbelievable game because whatever way you want to look at it you know Neil's mentioned the earlier part you know the 2-0 win at Ibrooks. I don't think that day that uh, Borna Barisic we played you know he was more in the team but I think it was John Flanagan that time I don't think Ryan Kemp was available so you can say that players are available not But what you can say on Sunday is The majority of the heavy hitters are available mm. And that's what makes it so mouth-watering Let's speak to Tom and Cumbernauld He's got some thoughts on who should play And who shouldn't play for Rangers on Sunday, Tom Good, good evening, Gordon Good evening, Hugh and Good evening, Alec Hi, uh, I hope you all had a fantastic Christmas And uh, I wish you all the very best for 2020 when it comes and you Very know. kind of you, Tom uh, my, my point is about uh, who plays for Rangers on Sunday. I'm, I hope that Stephen Davis plays in the start because I think he's very important. I like Kamara, but I think Stephen Davis is a far far better player, and I think he'll be very important on Sunday. I think they need him in the midfield. So instead, uh, instead but, of Kamara, ah, uh, but also I'd just like uh, like the. I hope there's no. Trouble. I hope both sets of fans behave themselves at the game, and I hope there's no trouble. And I hope it's going to it'll be a it to be a spectacular game and a very entertaining game. 
and I just wish all the everybody the hope both rates of fans get home safe after the game tonight. That's important also at this time of year. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, in terms of Stephen Davis instead of Glenn Kamara, Alex, you can clearly see the thinking because he's he's an important yeah. player. Then there's that old saying: if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So. Can you see that happening? Is Stephen Davis going to have to sit and watch this one? Um, it depends where he is fitness-wise, Gordon. He played 12 minutes yesterday, Hugh, and... Um, Let's just assume for the for the comparison that he's fit, right? And he's, okay. he's fit enough to start the game. What do you think? I think with his experience, you'd have to throw him in. There's no two ways about it, Gordon. So you, would, you would take yeah, Kamara out of this stage? I think when we go back to the, the League Cup final, we would have said that Stephen Davis would have been the first... Uh, player on the, the team sheet Because of what he's been doing You look at some of his European performances Dictating games at home Some of his through balls uh, the, the, the big question would be Who is it that's actually going to drop out Because if you look Kamara's played in a lot of big games here oh, and, um, Pretty much all the big games really Yeah absolutely And then you look at Arfield You know he's gone back into a more deeper role Started to assert himself So It's a hell of a decision for Steven Gerrard to make Because You know The, the I think you've got some good, good players there But for me, Stephen Davis has to start So it really depends on whether it's Kamara or Raphael mm. Because you cannot take Ryan Jack out of the team But at the then moment. the Rangers fans took so much heart From the performance in the Betfred Cup final And that was also without Stephen Davis So can it not be repeated without him? Possibly, Gordon, they may well just keep it as is You know, go with the same team uh, As I said to you, because you're looking I think it was the 4th of December Stephen Davis last played So what you're looking at Best part of just over three weeks ago when he played, so they may well take that into consideration. Just say, listen, we'll, we'll keep you in the bench. Mm. But I just think when it comes to the big games, if he's looking sharp and training this week, you may as well throw him in. Yeah, I'd, I'd always go with Davis. I think um, on this particular occasion, he's course and distance uh, where this match is concerned, and he's a superbly gifted football player into the bargain. So. If you put my back against the wall and said, right, who is it, Kamara or Davis? I go with the Irishman. Uh, well, Tom, it looks like both the guys are agreeing with you. So hopefully you enjoy your weekend. That was Tom and Cumbernauld. Joe is in Busby. What are your thoughts, Joe, from the other side, from the Celtic side? Who should play? <coughs> yep, I'm just thinking that Celtic might be too defensive on Sunday. With three defensive midfielders, I would rather play Rogic rather than Cham. Oh, right. Okay, Rog- Rogic. And, and what... What else comes into your thinking there? Is that because he's got success against Rangers in the past? No, he's the I big game think, player type I thing? I think we should go for a jugular and make it happen on Sunday. And see too many defensive players would be a problem, in my opinion. I'd rather go with Rodgick. I wouldn't, wouldn't class and Sham as a defensive player, really. Uh, you know, he's got, he sees a wonderful pass. Uh, he can score a goal. Um, and, uh, you know, Celtic will go for the win. They're at home. They've got the vast majority of the fans. They know the significance of going eight points in front of Rangers as the winter break comes upon us. Um, so, for me, it's either in Sham or Mikey Johnson. And my guess is it's in Sham. It's a strange thing, Alex, that someone with Tom Rogic's pedigree at Celtic yeah. has now comes into the bracket of that probably would be a surprise if he if he started the game you wouldn't have thought that you know maybe a yeah. year ago 18 months ago I think if you look back to last year Gordon I think Gordon Dale had him as one of the best midfielders in Scotland and uh, I think we, he got injured that he went mm. away with Australia last January he never really got back up to speed there was a game we watched he was really toiling mm. for fitness and he has struggled to cement that place mm. and I think that is partly due, due to Christie he has come on to the fold but 
Come back to uh, Joe's point about Insham. I watched him yesterday. Some of the positions he takes up, and he's so clever with the rotation because you know McGregor's obviously the natural, more deeper one. There's times he just drops in Hugh McGregor then takes up another space, and the understanding between them all are the really intelligent footballers. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't even near class him as as uh, defensive. I think no. he's got too much more to offer. Joe Celtic have played six times already in December, and Tom Rogic has managed. 80 minutes out of those six games is it is it likely that he comes in after that sort of time out to come and play in a game like this one I just think he can score a wonder goal he's got a wonder of a left foot he can absolutely make a difference on Sunday for one strike of his foot that's what I think he should be he's a game changer he uh, can win the game on Sunday well many people believe that Mikey Johnson could be a game changer others stick by the stats uh, of Celtic's 11 league wins in a row And say oh, why bother changing anything And uh, taking Sham out Just leave it as it is Everyone in the lead up to this match Thinks that they have the key The key to the game None of us have it Because we went into a cup final the last time And Rangers utterly dominated the match so, so just, Celtic won Sorry Hugh just to give you some Details here I'm just looking at Rogic's Kind of record of late uh, Since last October when he, when he when he scored against uh, Dundee He scored three goals In the period since mm. So he's, he's hardly been prolific Whereas you look at Forrest You know it, it, For me it's, mm. uh, Sorry Forrest uh, Christie These two guys are, are an absolute stick on yeah, but I think it's Cham Is the one that Joe's Sort of comparing him to In terms of the likelihood That he gets in And the bit that you wouldn't argue about Is his Potential to pull something out out the bag Rogic, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh no listen but Without a shadow of doubt Gordon It just depends where he is In his fitness Because he, he has to be On the front foot Too many times in recent months I've seen mm. him And he's looked as if He's labouring And uh, I think that's due to the fact He isn't playing a lot I think you just mentioned Was it Would you say there's 60 minutes in the, This month? Uh, about 80 minutes 80 In the minutes. last 6 games So you're, you're 80, 80 minutes in a month You know It's, it's hardly uh, Going to have him up to top speed It's funny though Because at two ends of the spectrum Joe's a Celtic fan on Suggesting that He starts the game And Colin is on Twitter He's actually tweeted Before Joe phoned to say Did the panel feel There's a future at Celtic For Tom Rogic He seems right down the pecking order well, Says Colin Yeah there's certainly a future for him uh, And didn't he sign a contract extension Of late uh, So there's definitely a future for him uh, But at the moment His stock has fallen While others stock has risen and that happens in football. There are plenty of players at Celtic Park who have no future left at all. Uh, and the January transfer window will sort them out. But Tom Rogic definitely has a future. Joe and Busby, thank you very much for the call. It's 01419511025. Uh, the losing managers yesterday, the likes of Alex Dyer, Jim Goodwin. We're going to start hearing from them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray is here. Hugh Keevans alongside him. We are building up to a big weekend in the Premiership on Sunday, of course. Uh, other SPFL football not only taking place tonight with the Dundee Derby, but tomorrow afternoon as well. So, any thoughts you've got, get them in on the phones or on Twitter. At Clyde SSB In terms of yesterday Let's hear a bit from Alex Dyer In charge of Kilmarnock at the moment He says he was delighted With the organisation of his team at Ibrox uh, He says Rangers goal was onside Despite originally thinking it was off Outstanding They were very good Worked hard Everyone You know Confident um, Good heart, good work rate I was chuffed with them Very pleased Yeah we're organised You know we worked on it The past few days we knew what kind of game it was going to be. We knew they would dominate play. Um, just a 
just about us having discipline and, and sticking to a game plan and, and hopefully create a couple of opportunities, which we did do. Uh, obviously, it's taken Morellas to come on and, and win the game for him. Do you think it was offside? No, it wasn't offside. He looked at the time, but it wasn't. Well, that's that cleared up in polite, well, that's easy the, fashion. That social media brought to a shuddering halt wow. because all day I've looked at photographs <laughs> and this, that, and the other, and absolute proof that it was offside and absolute proof it was onside. So if the Kilmarnock manager says it was onside, it was onside. How did they do yesterday, Alex? Was it uh, a Stevie Clark type performance, if you can use that yes. phrase? Did you see signs that maybe Alex Dyer could could be the man to take them forward? Yeah, I think he touches on all the things, uh, all the things that uh, you would associate with Steve Clark. They were organised, disciplined performance, and they're looking for uh, you know a couple of opportunities, uh, and they did make it very difficult because of that low block, Gordon. And they've got personnel who can actually take them for a wander, get them up the pitch when it when it suits them. Uh, I'm looking at their current form, Gordon. One one in the last ten, you know that's starting to get mm. a little bit alarming. Now they, Alec Dyer will probably take the game in Sunday. But after that, they'll have to make a decision over the coming weeks because they're going to go and do the pre-season, uh, uh, a winter break, kind of mini pre-season, and they're going to have to get the guy in charge there, see what they need to get out, see what they need to bring in, and then get the club going in the right direction again. Teams are arriving at Tanadice for tonight's Dundee Derby. That should be an absolute cracker, Dundee United mm-hmm. against Dundee. When I say arriving, it's a pretty short walk. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't take much. Well, they do, uh, they walk down, yeah, they, they do walk down yeah. no, no travel arrangements required. Let's speak to Mark and Knightswood. Hi, Mark. How are you guys? You all right? Good, Good Mark. Mark. How are you? Uh, Eric, I'm to you all. Same to you, Mark. Uh, listen, guys, for a relevant to Sunday's game, I've been listening to you on it. On the night, obviously, Bag um, should make a, a a few changes. Who's, who's that, Mark? Mark, who are you making changes? Rangers or Celtic? Yeah, Rangers. Rangers. Right, all right, mate. Uh, Davis on. I feel off. Tavernier off. Morelos on, and Morelos captain. Who's playing right back, wow. Mark? <laughs> Morelos going in at right back. Um. I'm so trying to think about that one He's not got that far <laughs> <laughs> Well listen The first one We'll put the first one under Possibly Likely Stephen yeah. Davis in Arfield out I don't think that possibly, would surprise yeah. you yeah. Uh, Morelos on for Tavernier Would definitely surprise me yeah, I must admit Most certainly And uh, I don't expect any change To the Rangers back line Unless there's an injury Gordon uh, And there'll certainly be no change Of captain either No I think I think when you look at The defensive line uh, at Rangers It picks itself now Hugh you know the, 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 the offensive play From the Barisic and Tavernier uh, And I, I think it would be insane To change it at this present time I yeah. think I think they've actually got The best defensive Record in the league All being they've played a game less Haven't they? As yes. I say In the lead up to this match Celtic or Rangers fans think I know I've thought of the very thing That will change the course <laughs> of this match Make Morelos the captain I think just for I don't the, think so For no. the sake of accuracy If you're talking goals conceded In the league Rangers have conceded 10 Yeah And Celtic yeah. 11 There we go Does his research I've been at it all day because I knew I had to come up against the governor all there, the old Wiley Fox. Um, Mark, what have you got against James Tavernier going into this game? He play, plays every game. He's not going to drop out for this I one, is he? He's played him. No, I think we should drop Tav. I really do. I think we should drop Tav. I don't know whether just the team or ever. No, but it, he's been. But I think he's been absolutely pee poor. For a man, for a man no. who comes on and says Rangers really should, 
They really should Drop James Tavernier I think you're obliged To have the name Of his replacement In your mind Yeah surely Mark Somebody else needs to be Better than him Or it defeats the purpose Who's better than him Who's going to go in there And play and do a better job I like Morelos At right back Can you give Morelos But see Marlon You know what but If you turn And you say to somebody That's maybe A wee bit under the weather nah, But see if you get A wee bit of responsibility And they step up to the mark yeah, but if you call a mechanic round to fix a leak in your sink, it might not work. Morelos is not a right back. Surely you're not putting him in instead of James Tavernier, Mark. No, I, I, I think Morelos would be absolutely brilliant as cap. Yes, yes, yes but who's going to play full back, Mark? Aye, I, I know, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I am the only one in here who can say this Because I live in Drumchapel for nine years Do you like the festive season in Drumchapel? <laughs> Mark's in Knightswood, he's just down the road Anyway Mark, it's an interesting suggestion Get back to us on Sunday Let us know how it pans out That was Mark in Knightswood uh, I don't know 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter um, Let's hear from Jim Goodwin He was encouraged by parts of the defeat to Celtic It was Cammy McPherson's late deflected goal for St Mirren Goodwin says they'll just go on and be ready for Kilmarnock this weekend We're not down in the dumps after the result At the end of the day, you know, we've uh, you know we've been narrowly beaten But, you know, I, I felt there's a lot of positives to take from the second half You know, we asked the players at half-time to go and get the next goal And I felt if we had got that in the opening 20 minutes of the second half Then it would have been game on again Unfortunately, the goal comes a little bit too late, but um, we had chances before that as well. You know, Ryan Flynn's got a really good opportunity from Junior Marias in the opening, uh, in the six-yard line, in the middle of the goal. Um, John O'Beak obviously gets through one-on-one, you know, when uh, the centre-half makes a mistake. And if we take one of those opportunities at that moment in time, then it gives you a chance to have a real go at them. Unfortunately, like I said, the goal came too late, but, um, you know, we'll pick ourselves up. We'll dust ourselves down And we'll just need to Go again against Kilmarnock on Sunday Sounded like Jim Goodwin Did that interview <laughs> In one of your old music halls Hugh Keevans yeah. I don't know the circumstances I suspect maybe Some uh, Christmas hospitality Going on near the press room yeah. they, they got about their business St Mirren uh, And I don't know whether They put Ayer and Julian under pressure Or Julian and Ayer Put Julian and Ayer under pressure uh, Because it all became uh, A bit of a struggle For Celtic in the end But uh, at the end of the day, it's another defeat, and uh, you know he's got in Obika, a player who can score goals and can be a nuisance. Uh, but the the fight for survival goes on for some minute. And what about the decision to rule out Odson Edwards' goal? Wrong decision. You think that? Yeah, the flag I, was. A... I think Douglas Ross got that one wrong. Um, the the assistant referee. Uh, it didn't help really call him there. Um, but you know, I've questioned that decision. I think it was wrong. Uh, I've I've questioned Obika on Ayer. I've questioned uh, Julian on Obika, uh, and Bolingoli was embarrassing, rolling about, holding his face. So it was a difficult old day. I, I think I think Jim uh, is absolutely correct in what he says. If one of the opportunities it came his way, Obika uh, after the Julian mistake, but the Flynn 
opportunity for me I, I find it astonishing that you can actually miss the target mm. from that range uh, but in saying that you know James Forrest had a, a good opportunity and Julian had a, a great mm. chance for a header from, did, I think for was it play. Frimpong had one well tipped round the post was it by, tell you by something, Fadke that, as well that, that was well that was on the back of uh, James Forrest but the, I was right behind the Frimpong one it was going into the bottom corner with pace uh, and, and he made amends because for the first goal he was really poor Kalaiki uh, yeah, a few talking points certainly coming out of that one. It's, it's that old saying, Hugh, that St Mirren's season won't be defined in games yeah. no. against Celtic. But at the same time, you you know, points are points, and it, it would have been a, a huge boost if they could um, have managed to take something. Cam, you, you, you often need a slice of luck, and they got it. It comes off the head of Christopher Julian in the wall, uh, loops over Fraser Forster. I Perhaps just came a little bit too late for them to really make it an early finish. I thought it was a bad foul to give away in the first place by Christopher Julian. I thought his defensive work was not the best either. Uh, you know, kind of just gently lifts himself off his feet. He's got to be more of a. He's in a something called a defensive wall. He has to be a proper brick in that wall. You and Gordon DL were singing off the same hymn sheet on that one. Is it not just bad luck? It whacks him in the head and somehow flies another eighteen yards over the goalie and into the net. What? What more? Under you can do that nine more times, ten, uh, nine to nine more times, I should say, and that's not going to end up in the back of the net. Jump higher and head it out. <laughs> Take one in the dish. What yeah, do you think, Alex? Is yeah, that, is that fair? Is that a fair criticism? I, I think when you jump up, you're just trying to make yourself as big as possible. If it hits the side of your head, what chance have you got to moving? Because don't forget, he's trying to put a good bit of purchase on the, mm -hmm. so it's difficult to move at that speed, at that speed for so but, so but close. Jim Goodman had a point that if that goal had come five or ten minutes earlier. Then it, it might have been a, a, a nervy finish for Celtic But uh, it came too late for St Mirren to do anything about it I think what we should do during the news is go out to the car park I'll get Alex Ray to fire free kicks at your head And see if you can clear them in the appropriate direction If I'm on his wages I'll do it <laughs> That seemed like a good idea uh, Listen, still plenty of time to get your calls in We have Friday night football We've got a Dundee derby at Tannadice Dundee United Against Dundee Big games tomorrow And then of course Sunday In this part of the world I think you'll know How big that one is Celtic against Rangers But a full fixture card as well Some other interesting derbies Motherwell against Hamilton Ackies And also in the championship Morton against Patrick Thistle yes. uh, It's a real Real six pointer there Absolutely But in the meantime Let's do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. You're running out of chances to get a beat the pundit victory under your belt in 2019, but you can do it tonight. You come on here, you take on Hugh Cavens or Alex Ray, answer more questions right than they can, and you win yourself the signed ball. It is as simple as that. If you want to try and beat the pundit tonight, you need to call us quickly and do it before the news at 7. The number you need is 0141 951 1025. Beat the pundit coming up after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Premiership takes a rest tomorrow, doesn't return until Sunday. So this is your last chance on the show to have your thoughts ahead of Sunday's games, especially Celtic against Rangers. Who should play? Who shouldn't play? How do you see it going? Are you confident? Have the nerves started to creep in? I'm well aware that this becomes a roller coaster of emotions, Hugh, yeah. the build up to these games. So the confidence can come and go at different times in the weekend. I think we should phone Mark back, see if he's worked out who's going to play right back yet. <laughs> 
I thought I had heard every suggestion under the sun, but that that was a new one. I must admit. So anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Keep the calls coming, and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. TheScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football. It is beat the pundit time. Hugh Kevens and Alex Ray better hope that they've been studying hard, putting the mince pies to one side, and doing a bit of uh, research. I'd be like half a panto today. I mean. I'd, I'd... Yeah, explain this to me. So you you left the pantomime at, ha- at half time. I left one wife, five grandchildren, one son, <laughs> one two, wife. two daughters, <laughs> one daughter-in-law, and one sister-in-law. Okay, because I thought I could be late for Super Scoreboard if I don't get out of here. See, that is a man who's got his priorities in the right order. Yes, I oh, love no, it. Oh no, he doesn't. I can hear them <laughs> say, but, but you know where we're going with that. We're glad you're here anyway. Let's meet tonight's contestant. Mark is in Canvas Lang. Mark, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi Gordon, how are you doing? Not too bad at all, hi, how are you? Hi, right, good. good, thanks Good Christmas? Uh, I did, thank you, yourself? Absolutely, can't beat it And now you're on for the first time You've never played Beat the Pundit before, I don't think, have you? Uh, no, no, but I've listened to it a lot of times And I know the rules There we go, why is tonight the night? Why is it just a wee bit of festive feel-good? You're feeling confident? Yeah, I was driving to pick my dad up there And I just uh, decided to phone up uh, To kind of phone up while I was on the way I like that, Christmas does that to you You just feel like mixing up Mixing things up a ball Absolutely (laughs) For next Christmas Going to give it to someone for next Christmas If it's heads, Mark, you're up against Hugh And if it's tails, it's Alex Ray And it is tails, Alex Ray against Mark from Canvas Lang So, you do know the rules, Mark Here's the way it's going to work I'm going to give Alex some Played two to listen to And that way he cannot hear your answers You've got 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yeah, on you go God Let's go. Who is Celtic's assistant manager? John Kennedy What was the scoreline in yesterday's Edinburgh derby? It was 2-0 to Hibs Who is St Mirren's top goalscorer this season? Uh, Obika Which country won the 1986 World Cup? Uh, Argentina how many different clubs has Gordon DL managed? Four. Who is the manager of the Italian national side? Uh, Roberto Mancini. What nationality's mother was Liam Polworth? Uh, he is English. Okay, let's bring Alex Ray back. Uh, Alex, can you hear us? Yes. You can, great. Same set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. Who is Celtic's assistant manager? Uh Kennedy, John Kennedy What was the scoreline in yesterday's Edinburgh Derby? 2-0 to Hibs Who is St Mirren's top scorer this season? Obika Which country won the 1986 World Cup? 86 was uh, Spain How many different clubs has Gordon DL managed? Two Who is the manager of the Italian national side? Pass What nationality is Motherwell's Liam Polworth? English Which Scottish side play their home games at Gayfield? Uh, no got a clue Oh, you, you will You'll be kicking yourself uh, Mark how, how do you think that went? I think that went well Gordon I had a alright I think you I did alright as well Okay let's find out Who is the Celtic assistant manager John Kennedy One all The scoreline yesterday 2 nil to Hibs 2 all Jonathan Obika Is St Mirren's top scorer 3 all 1986 though Tell him Hugh Germany? Argentina oh. Mark knew it did he get it, did he? He did Diego. indeed How could you forget it? Diego uh, Right, 4-3 four, yes. four, to Mark after four questions How many different clubs has Gordon DL managed? Airdrie, Wraith Rovers, Air United Three So none of you got that one right I mean, you, Glenn Afton I think nah. we'll, we'll, we'll keep it to 
to professional clubs So there we go uh, Who's the manager of the Italian national side? It's Roberto Mancini And Mark knew it I was impressed with that uh, Yeah, so Mark is 5-3 5-3 in front The nationality of Liam Polworth He's Scottish it's, it's just the obvious one You both went for English He's Scottish And are both Play at Gayfield I never I, played at that level I That's where I got that I have been to Gayfield With you For this programme Sitting there for Our bro versus Rangers Freezing cold I even drove you there you In the Clyde One yeah. Super Scoreboard car And you can't even remember it What that means Mark Is you well are the done, winner 5-3 Mark A comfortable win And the sign ball is on its way Well done to you Hopefully that'll be the same result on Sunday for celebrate, we'll see <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd settle for an 8-goal thriller anyway That's for sure, the show would be lively to say what, the least 5-3, yeah. go a long way to see that mm. Thank you very much, that was Mark in Canvas Line Coming on for the first time on Beat the Pundit And taking the sign ball as well um, Build up well underway at Tanadice For the Dundee Derby between Dundee United and Dundee In case you didn't know, you, you're just going... With form and home advantage on this one I don't one see how you can be guided by anything else really um, You know, Dundee United throughout the season uh, a, a little blip apart uh, Have dominated that division Underneath them, Inverness, Cali, Thistle, A United They, they started well but have fallen away uh, Dundee uh, also started the season reasonably well But oh no, they've, they've gone down and down And that they're Way behind Dundee United It would be a major shock If Dundee United did not win at home tonight Yeah, they picked up a couple of wins uh, Of late Hugh against Dunfermline Partick Thistle However, they, that was on the back of Three straight defeats So uh, it'll be extremely difficult for them But you never know in a derby game You know, you, you know the rivalry's unprecedented mm. Okay, at Clyde SSB is the Twitter handle you need If you want to send us a tweet On the phones It's 01419511025 Brendan is a St Mirren fan on the line what did you make of the game yesterday, Brendan? Um, where did I start with that, boys? <laughs> Whatever um, you like. I tell you what. I tell you what. I'd like to say first of all, Mister Kevens, I don't know what game that yourself and the other boys there were watching yesterday, but under no circumstances did Celtic have a walk in the park yesterday. Let me just say that to you right now. And I, I never at any stage said they did. Yes, you did. You said that about twenty minutes ago on the radio. That phrase was never used I'm looking at the presenter of the programme Gordon Duncan The phrase did not leave my lips I, I went on and on about how Indifferent a game Julian had And Ayer had And how it all got a bit messy for Celtic I never at any stage Said it was a walk in the park You've heard yeah, something At one stage Mr Cubans Came across and said At the end of the day It was like a walk in the park for Celtic It ended up like that No But I, anyway That's not a point I, I, I really don't think he did But I'm more than happy to be proven wrong If producer Dan wants to listen back I'm more than happy to hold my hands up um, Anyway Brendan What's your own thoughts on it? Of the same ilk That was said From the lips of Mr Kevens But anyway um, Getting back to the game um, I know I mean I've been on this programme A number of times As you guys know um, as a as a Simon fan, and I would like to say that we 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 don't well I don't as a as a true fan expect to get anything from the top two in our league. I don't expect them to turn up and just expect them to win. I always expect us to give them a hard game, but I never really expect to get anything from it. But um, because at this moment our defence is terrible, we don't have anybody that can put. 
uh, a dead ball situation or a corner in, and we certainly don't have anybody up front who can put the ball in the back of the net for us on a regular basis. That's the first point I'd like to make. Alex, did you yeah. recognise some of that yesterday? Because sometimes, actually, Obika and some of St Mirren's attackers yesterday would have got, got credit because yeah. they got in... You know Julian's face, I well, quite literally on a couple on some of the occasions. Um, but you know, made life difficult for them. But Brendan's probably looking over the piece at the other games when you're looking to try and go yeah. on and win them, and you're looking for guys to score goals on a consistent basis. I, I think out with Abika, I think Abika's got five in his last twelve, Gordon, which isn't a bad return. Uh, but you know, when you look at the other guys, I think Mullins got two, and I think Marais has got two. When you look at that, it's just not enough. So you're looking at maybe set plays to try and nick something here or there, but. Going back to yesterday's game gone, I thought the first half, I thought that the manner in which St Mirren lost their goals, they'd be really disappointed. I think Jim spoke about it afterwards. Uh, but you have to give them credit. They really were spirited in the second half. Now, I've mentioned, you know, the boy Flynn has got to score because that delivery was absolutely tremendous. It was on the, on the money. Uh, and Abika, you know, going through and goal. And I don't think he'd done particularly great at that time. But, listen, that's what St Mirren are. They have to beat the teams round about them. They have to beat the Hamiltons and St Johnsons uh, and the likes, Hearts. And, and that's how their season will be defined, mm. on because you wouldn't be... come back in, guys? Of course yeah, you can. Um, I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying there, mate, regarding the smaller teams. I mean, point of fact, coming up on Sunday against Kelly. Yep. We'll get Kelly home. We have to try and take three points there. If we're going to have any chance of getting myself... You know, above the relegation level coming towards the end of the season. I would say between um, the Achilles, the Indonesian Callies, the, the St. Johnsons, and all the likes of them, Ross Counties, we've got to try and take points after these guys. Brendan, Otherwise, sorry, Brendan, we're going to struggle. Brendan, I gave a, a, a thing, you're absolutely right there. I gave a, a stat there, I think it's 1 1 in 10 for Kamarnock. So these are the kind of games you've actually got to look mm. at, particularly at home, try and get maximum points. What do you make of those uh, flashpoints in the game yesterday, Brendan? I think um, Hugh Keevens believes that Christopher Julian may have got away with one on Obika. He also believes Obika may have got away with one or on, on Christopher Iyer. Did you see those back or did you see them at the time, Brendan? No, i seen them clear as day at the time. And, I mean, to put another point across about another person that was on the park, a certain Mr Willie Collum, um, his his game yesterday was diabolical. I mean, some of the things he away. I mean that uh, that thing for one with Julian after John Abika, two hands on the on, the, on his his back and shoved him off the ball. There's no there's no, every every single guy and every single fan in the West Stand at the stadium yesterday seen him do it. So did the linesman and Willie Collin did absolutely nothing about it. And I think. I mean, we've been banging on about this for years, guys. You guys are the same. SFA really have to take account here and get these guys to really sharpen up their game because they're making mistakes week in, week out. And Willie Collum is one of the worst for it. Tell me this, Brendan. I mean, how do yeah. you how do you bring Willie Collum or Kevin Clancy or Don Robertson or anybody else into a room and say, listen to me, you better be better tomorrow. How do you do that? How does it work? Well, you don't do it, uh, Hugh. I mean, if you make a mistake on the radio and you say something that's off on the radio, you're going to be held accountable. You're going to, you have to be held accountable for it. Yeah, but you right? just accused me of saying something I never said. <laughs> well, I think if you read back, you'll hear something that was very close to what Brendan, I. And he will. He won't, he won't let it go. So I think it's. I think oh. it's for the best. We we move on until producer Dan finds the clip of Hugh Keevan saying it was a walk in the park. We'll, we'll forget about that. But as far as Willie Collins, 
Um, do you understand that the the assistant referee Douglas Ross got it? Do you understand that Douglas Ross could have got it wrong by disallowing Odson Edwards? What would have been Celtic's third goal? Um, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I wasn't sure because where we sit in the West Stand, um, I wasn't sure that the the second goal that he wasn't offside. But after watching it back on the television last night when I came in. I did see that he was he basically run from his own half into the into our half and scored the goal so he was on side for it. Yeah, but, but, but Yeah, the, but I, I would say that it was it was it was bordering, I would say, but one of a better word. Okay, we'll leave it there Bordering with Brendan Thank you very much That was Brendan in Paisley I'm still going to get Producer Dan to find out If Hugh even said you, you, It was you, a walk you, in the park for You stand on me Those words did not Stand leave, on you these, Those words did not Leave my lips So <laughs> You can play the whole programme back From now Until The end of tonight And you will not Find that expression used well, fuck, the good thing is we have that facility available if you want to check out the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, download it from any of your usual podcast sites. There we go, get the plug in there. And, <laughs> and, and those who archive it and record it and use it in oh, evidence I, against you, know, they, the line. They, can, they can listen to it and you'll not find the expression a walk in the park there. Okay, okay. I think I think we'll get over it. Right, that was Brendan. Thank you very much. It's 01419511025 in the phones. It is at Clyde SSB. On Twitter If you would rather Send us a tweet What else From yesterday then Because you guys Both I think took St Johnston For your result of the day um, I just wonder If you've maybe Overlooked the steel men Going up to Dingwall Having to travel no, up no, On Christmas I Day mean, Getting the three points And staying third Yeah exactly uh, And now they've got the El Clasico The North Lanarkshire version uh, At The weekend uh, I go on and on and on and you'd be forgiven for thinking that Stephen Robinson was a relative of mine. But he has done a superb job at Motherwell. Absolutely superb. And, uh, you know, you lose Devante Cole in the January transfer window and apparently he has somebody lined up. And I'd be very interested to see who that is because his recruitment is terrific. Motherwell's consistency is terrific. They may not have had the glamour of the cup finals that he's twice taken them to, but... For Motherwell to be third is fantastic. And Alex Ray, we love we love stories, don't we? We love it when 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 things happen that are of interest, regardless of whether it's a one of our bigger teams, a smaller team. Ross McIver yesterday, Brilliant. twenty years of age, let go by Ross County in the summer, makes mm-hmm. his Motherwell debut at Ross County, comes on eight minutes into that debut, picks up the ball. Sticks it in the top corner from 25 yards And then you go on and get a last minute winner as well Tell me that's not worth the journey from Whoa. Motherwell to Dingwall in Boxing Day I know it's not yeah. everyone's uh, cup of tea A journey like that at this time of year But a fair, fair crowd went up and clearly mm. absolutely loved it He would have been looking to kind of get one back When you get released, honestly it's, it's a really difficult thing to deal with For a young guy, you know, you're giving it your all And then you're, you have that in... Uncertainty whether you're going to continue playing and so forth, and then you get picked up by Motherwell. So when you go on and get an opportunity to uh, play against the team that's bumped you, and then score within eight minutes, I'd have run right to the dugout. Genuinely, <laughs> I'd have run right to the dugout. I wouldn't be able to contain myself. But uh, again, going back to the winning goal, uh, Declan Gallagher again. You know, How important he been for for Motherwell this well, season. Well, what a signing! Well, God, now look with the greatest respect to Motherwell. I look at Hibs and I look at Hearts and I look at the recruitment. And you go, my God, why are you not? Looking at this guy prior 
to to the summer there because he's got everything. He's six feet four. He's aggressive. You know, he puts yourself about threat at set plays for and against. So you know, I think they will see that as an opportunity to miss. But again, a brilliant three points. And, and, and who's right? You talk about managerial appointments. I wonder what Hearts are thinking now. Yeah, let's hear from Stephen Robinson. It's the closeness that they have. Um, you've got boys that are driven, you know, driven to do well for the the football club and, and personally as well. You know, that's we, we like boys with appetite, and it certainly showed that in abundance. You know, you, it's one of those games we thought might just get away from us because with so many opportunities that we didn't take, and it was just starting to peter out a wee bit before um, Ross came on and showed everybody how it was done. With a result on Sunday, even going to the winter break, sitting third at the start of the season, would you have thought that was possible? No, and we're in control of that situation as well, you know. And and again, we we have to go and take the game to Yakis. It'll be a, a completely different game again. You know, it's a local derby. It's it'll be hundred mile an hour, but we have to make sure we we control the game, try and take the game, and and put our way of playing and get the ball into wide areas and and hopefully do our damage there. And as you said, if you'd said to me at the start of the season, we'd be be sitting third. Probably would have liked to have been sitting third, but realistically, probably probably wouldn't have believed that. Give us a call 0141-951-1025 Or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB We've got a good full-time teaser coming Brilliant. up I'm going to just give you a bit of a flavour You're looking for six players mm-hmm. It involves scoring goals It involves a bit of Celtic, a bit of Rangers, a bit of Scotland there's, there's a lot in there There's enough in there for everyone And we'll get the question to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com it's time for Hugh Evans and Alex Ray to tackle tonight's full-time teaser Now as we head into a new year we're going to need as many of these questions as possible So if you want to hear your question used on the show The address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com That's fulltime at clyde1.com Now Sam Lanigan has sent tonight's one in So thank you very much to Sam He says in the last seven days We don't usually have teasers as, as recent as this In the last seven days Six players who've played for either Celtic, Rangers or Scotland Have scored in England's top two leagues Can you name them? Now in the last seven days Six players who've played for Celtic, Rangers or Scotland Have scored in England's Charlie top Adam. two leagues Yes, Charlie Adam for Reading Yes, well done Is that Robert, Robert Snodgrass for West Ham There we go that's fine, that's a good start You're a third of the way there already We're only looking for six tonight So we'll leave it there In the last seven days Six players have played for Celtic Rangers or Scotland Have scored in England's top two leagues Charlie Adam, Robert Snodgrass And four to get So we'll get them as the show progresses You have until Probably about 30 minutes time I would say And we'll round it off So I let's hoping he would say June or July Let's speak to Matthew Who's a Rangers fan in Dumbarton How are you feeling ahead of Sunday Martin? Hey Matthew, sorry Hi guys, how you doing? Merry Christmas. I see me, you, Matthew. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm pretty confident. Hopefully, hopefully nobody same as uh, the last time at the cup final. And that. I just want to know what you think about obviously Morelis and uh, his attitude when it comes to words. Obviously, is Gerard can I change them for this season? Obviously, he's a better player now. He's and he's kind of controlled them a bit better. And he's going to get wound up on Sunday. Can he? Is he going to be able to control that? But you know, first of all, yeah, he gets wound up by other players. So does every centre forward You know Alfredo Morelos didn't come here from Colombia And invent this Yeah but there's clearly been a lot of focus on him for a reason Hugh. It's not even a secret Stephen Gerrard acknowledges it Alfredo Morelos I'm sure acknowledges it It's something that they had to change So he clearly isn't as mild-mannered as Jermaine Defoe So is it I'm not sure why you'd lump him in with every other striker He's a different character 
No, but people again would have you believe that this is terrible. They all go out to get Alfredo Morelos. It happens to every forward. Um, five red cards last season, one this season. Therefore, the combination of uh, Steven Gerrard, Gary McAllister, and Alfredo Morelos himself have brought about that change. And uh, you know the way he played against Celtic in the Betfred Cup final, he had Celtic terrified, and he happened to meet Fraser Forster on a very special day for the Celtic goalkeeper. Uh, he certainly had Ayer and Julian terrified, uh, and the, the the fact that he didn't score that day is quite remarkable with the benefit of hindsight, but. You have to praise Fraser Forster in particular. Any concerns on that front for you, Alex, as as uh, Matthew puts it? It's a guy who plays on the edge, Gordon. He, he likes the physical contact. If he keeps on top of it, which he has done for the best part of the season, I think he's got seven uh, yellow cards. I think four of them are in Europe. Uh, and I th- obviously the red card at Motherwell a couple of weeks ago. So in terms of his overall, I think he gets involved in things. He's a bit niggly. I quite like it all, Gordon. I actually said a few... Three, four weeks ago I like it when he plays With a skill on his face Because he's, he seems to be Better More motivated uh, And I love the physical aspect That he brings Because there's not a lot Of centre forwards At his size Loves to rumble With be giants really Because Ayer and Julian Are two big guys And and I welcome the challenge Because I think it's going to be a, a, An absolute classic uh, Come Sunday What about the <laughs> This whole thing about not scoring against Celtic yeah. There's only one way you stop talking about it Is Absolutely. when it happens um, And given the way the last one went And it's easy to say that you know Players forget about it and they move on But he clearly had somewhat of an impact yeah. Because the very next goal he scored They almost apologised oh. to the Rangers fans yeah. Not saying he had to But he took that upon himself How does Steven Gerrard get into his mind To, to not try too hard on well, Sunday I, I think it's fairly Straightforward Gordon When you've scored I think he's got 29 goals here I yeah. think he, When you include the, the Columbia goal 29 goals At the halfway stage Is a remarkable So you try Reinforce Your goal scorer uh-huh. You know He scored 30 last year 19 year before that So Scoring goals On an issue Clearly against Celtic It is But when you look At the chances That he's actually Passed up It's not as if He's hiding He will continuously Get in this area And for me It's just a matter of time See For me The, the the game between these two clubs is a separate life form. It, it bears no resemblance to anything uh, that you will encounter anywhere else during the course of the season. And therefore, I don't think that Morelos will go into Sunday's match thinking, oh, what a day I had at Hamden and the goalkeeper was this and I did that. And I think he, he will just see it as a fresh sheet of paper like every player mm. on the park and they will go in and what will be will be because... We talk about it all week long Everyone in the country Speaks about it all week long Invariably When it starts At 12.30 You think Well I wasn't ready for that Uh, Matthew What are your own thoughts on it Because listen He does have the one red card It was It was clearly daft Stephen Gerrard acknowledged as much But If um, We can cut Alfredo Morelos Some sort of slack It wasn't the old Lashing out You know It wasn't the getting riled up By a defender And And and, and lashing out And and getting sent off it's obviously down to celebration And he gets excited Whatever player's not going to get excited But his attitude's totally changed this season He's definitely been a thundering a better player And I think that's down to obviously Gerard getting And his mindset and Gerard He's obviously going to make any player a better player So I'm hoping he can pull out a couple of goals On Sunday and hopefully that'll be that And that'll break his 
think he's no, he's no getting any. Obviously, that cycle, you know, and I, I think I, that'll be him a better player. I think it's. That. I think it's a collective thing. You know, you look at the backroom staff, you look at Jermaine Defoe guys having an impact on this game, but more importantly. Morelos himself has oh. kind of cleaned up his act, and I think it's, it's, I think the team's clearly benefiting from that. He's one of the most talked about players in the country, Hugh, for a reason because he's never out the headlines. Mostly good this season, but a good yeah. and bad last season. Scores goals, plays on the edge, as Alex says. Um, but as much as the, the Celtic fans might revel in the fact that he's never scored against Celtic, I'm sure that that Neil Lennon and John Kennedy. They'll surely be working on giving him way less chances than they did at Hamden. It's not about you know hoping that he's just not going to score again or hoping yeah. that Fraser Forster comes out on top. They're going to have to do more to limit him than they did well, at Hamden. And I know he didn't score, but he, he clearly got too many sights of goal for Neil Lennon's liking. Yeah, there's one example right away where Ayer goes over yeah, the touchline touch line and he's you know he's too lackadaisical Ayer at that that precise moment and. Morelos leaves him for dead, goes in, and Fraser Forster starts his afternoon of defiance. Um, so I, I know what you're talking about with regard to that, but a lot of the time at Hamden in the Betfred Cup, he made his own space to get the chances. Uh, and the combination of his own failure to do the business and Fraser Forster's brilliance on the day meant that he had his 11th game in a row against Celtic without scoring but I still maintain in their deepest subconscious the Celtic management and the Celtic players know that the biggest danger to them on Sunday will be Alfredo Morelos Matthew and Dumbarton thank you very much for the call give us a call back over the weekend let us know how you see the game uh, or how you saw the game once it's done I should say it's 01419511025 Martin is in Kirkintillock. Hi, Martin. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Not Good. too bad, Martin. I should I should have introduced you as Martin, a Hearts fan from Kirkintillock. How would you and be polite about this? How would you sum up what's going on at Hearts at the moment? There's absolutely something rotten to the core wrong at the football club that I love. And to be perfectly honest with you, for the infrastructure, for the over directors, right into the playing staff, there's something horribly wrong. And talking to our fans, just kind of quite put a the finger on it. I said, I've got a few points to make. Obviously, yesterday that Edinburgh Derby, that's this is one of the worst Hearts teams I've ever seen on the park. There's some guys in there on big wages, and I've thought about clearing guys out in the transfer window. Now, I think you're actually going to clear any of them out, to be honest with you. They're on long contracts, quite decent salaries. You know, it's, and as for Daniel Stendorf, kind of I feel sorry for the guy as well, because even like his, his press conference and that, it looks like a rabbit caught in the headlight. Kind of like Ian Catherine-esque, if you want to put the A. He's like, I don't, I don't think he actually knows himself what he can do with these players. To be fair to Daniel Stendhal uh, and all foreign managers, I always factor in the fact that English is not their first language. So sometimes, uh, even Jurgen Klopp the other day said that he had no words, he, he would need to revert to his um, German language to say what he properly thought about something. So I, I do cut Daniel Stendel slack there. For me, Martin, this is a three-year-long period of decline. When, when Robbie Nielsen left the club as manager, he had beaten Rangers at Tynecastle, Hearts had moved up to second place in the Premiership table, and Robbie left the following day for the MK Dons. Hearts have never looked forward 
since that day There have been some high points though In terms of starting last Cup season final. Starting last season so well And topping the table for a spell And getting to a Scottish Cup final Is it? It's not been a, a complete downwards well, trajectory has it? For me it has Gordon Because you know Martin is a Hearts fan Who can see the amount of dead wood That has accumulated there And when you talk about a shambles You're talking about You've changed Craig Levine and Austin McPhee But they're still there yeah, well, let's put that to Martin. Who carries the brunt of the responsibility for this, Martin? As far as you're concerned. Well, basically, I'm budged, and Matt, I'm not doing a shared their club and that. And she said, I'm going to good for the club as well. But she only admitted that she'd have got rid of Levine in the summer there, and actually hanging on the thing. So she's going to take some responsibility as well. And Levine always said, "Oh, give me two, three transfer windows." Well, he has, and he's the players he's brought in. I just, I don't, I don't know who the who scouted them or touted them, but it's been absolutely... Been guys like Glenn Whelan, proven player, absolute crying player in the Championship Premiership and that, just to be able to cut it in the... I don't know if I was thinking Levine, Levine was wanting them to play, tactics, training, I don't know what it is. The Listen, guy's open player, Mart- but he just... Martin, I wish no man ill. I ask you the question as a heart supporter. What was it about Daniel Stendhal that made Dan Budge think he's the very boy for us? Because I say I, I wish the man well But he was brought in to arrest decline And he's accelerated decline Four defeats in a row Hearts have to play Aberdeen At Tynecastle on Sunday It's unthinkable mm. to go five defeats in a row And two wins in 21 matches Martin Is relegation for him. But by your own criteria then By your own criteria Is that not harsh on Daniel Stendhal Because you started off by calling this a three year decline Uh And now you're upset that Daniel Stendhal Can't arrest that decline within four games If it's three year long decline Who could arrest it within four games? Well I'm saying he was brought in to arrest decline And the evidence gathered so far Is that he has accelerated decline How are you feeling about Daniel Stendhal Martin? Well obviously The guy's been put in an unattainable position You know what I mean We're bottom of the league Good enough, he's no one any of his first five games. It's not exactly a good start. You know, I don't know if he's... It's, I, to be honest, I'm like a lot of fans and I'm actually lost the word. I came on when Levine got sacked and my three preferences for the job would have been either Jack Ross who went to Hibs, uh, Gary Holt or Stephen Robinson. That's who I... That's who I my three choice. You know, the Scottish game, kind of for reasonable records. You know, I wouldn't have... I personally wouldn't have went for Daniel Stendhal That's my personal But you know it's, I'm the one running the club If we can Look at the players as well Alex yeah. And I don't know if that then Automatically leads on To cutting Daniel Stendhal some slack What what has he got to work with? Because you sometimes yeah. hear this About teams you know Oh they're a big club They've got good players Do they? Without sounding too harsh Yeah Do they? Do hearts have good players? They do yeah The problem. How many? Well the problem they have Is that the key players are injured Naismith is pivotal uh, the boy Walker Was on a good run Before he got a really bad injury uh, Again When was the last time We really saw a sustained Period of No no just, Good if, things from, from him is, Gordon if, if you could get these guys Up to speed And, then, and, and, that, and is that also Sorry to button But is that also Suter would be another one Absolutely But for Naismith for instance Is that not part of it I mean he is getting older They give him a long term contract Yeah so I, t- I totally agree that, There is a bit of bad luck There in terms of injuries But if you can't rely on him You, you can't rely on him Yeah well <laughs> Gordon, they gave him a four-year contract I said in this programme It was madness Because of his age His injury problems I think he's had a couple of cruciates But in terms of the players That you talk about They brought in Connor Washington To score goals Get injured uh, Kind of sharpish as well uh, As I've just mentioned Suter 
It looks to me as if um, uh, Better Looks as if it's a year Probably too far You've got young Aaron Hickey So there is Does Whelan come into that as well Because people keep saying yeah. About Whelan You know his CV and, and where he's been And you can't take any of that yeah. Away from him But purely based on what you've seen Does it yeah. look like he can Really offer heart something To be honest with you Gordon I've not seen him often enough But it looks as if he's struggling He's in a team that's struggling You know you look at One of the key players I know Who was doing very well from Is the boy Peter Herring oh. Who's a very good Powerful midfielder So the guys that I've mentioned you Four or five guys You can get them fit And it gives you a basis To go somewhere Gordon Because you know As it currently stands at the moment mm. The players that are playing But from top to bottom It's been a nightmare It has And, and see what Hugh touched upon I remember I was an aeroplane Doing the rounds when Robbie Nielsen was sat in second Gone Has to go Style of plays crap From that point They've had one bad appointment After another Who's doing the recruitment? Craig Levine And Austin McFee Were doing the recruitment Now they're in charge Of getting guys out the club Having done such a bad job Bringing them into the club The place is a shambles Martin and Kirk and Tillich, Thank you very much I suspect this will take a while to, to fix So keep in touch Let us know what you think As the weeks and months go on uh, just a bit of news coming out of Hibs Which will interest Rangers perhaps as well Hibs confirming tonight that Glenn Middleton's loan spell Has been cut short And he's been returned to Rangers uh, Usually it says Glenn leaves with the best wishes Of everyone at Easter Road Football's a funny old game Alex It, it yeah. can work in a number of ways But from a very simple viewpoint If you go from Rangers to Hibs And you, you're not having an impact there Would that suggest that his Rangers days are Numbered I think he had spells Gordon Where he, he done okay I think he scored a goal In uh, Europe last year I think it was away to Russia If my memory serves me right But He would have looked to And Rangers would have looked to it For him to have played A lot more game time It hasn't worked For me He probably Not at the level We're looking for Because what what's happened In the summer Is Rangers have really Up the ante Middle to front Where they've brought A lot of bodies in And uh, it may well be a case Of getting the boy back out To get some more game time Right, in the last seven days Six players who've played for either Celtic, Rangers or Scotland Have scored in England's top two leagues So the Premier League or the Championship You've yep. got Charlie Adam for Reading You've got Robert Snodgrass for West Ham Timo Pukki No mm. I've got a five here for you Just give me, give me two Matt Phillips No Wycombe Yes There you go Shoggy Do you want some more? Nah, we'll leave it there We need to take a breather anyway So we're still We're 50% of the way there If you want to play along with us Tweet us at Clyde SSB We're looking for another three players Who've played for Celtic Rangers Or Scotland Two. And have scored In No, you're still looking for three Have scored Snodgrass, Adam Oh no, Pookie's wrong Yeah <laughs> I'll keep you right Don't you worry So walk in the park So <laughs> in the last seven days We're looking for three more players Who've played for Celtic Rangers Or Scotland and scored in England's top two leagues in the last seven days. You've got Waghorn, Adam, and Snodgrass. Three down, three to go. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens yes. are here. The Dundee Derby has just kicked off. Dundee United against Dundee. Under the lights At Tanadice And I know we Sometimes like to poke fun At crowds in Scotland Hugh Keevans yeah. 14,000 At a championship game In Scotland What an incredible Turnout that is And it looks Terrific And I'm loving The passion shown By the fans I mean There was a Dundee United Banner there saying uh, play for the badge in the front And we remember the name on the back I love that wow. Alec I, I'll, I'll need to steal that one day No I'm sure you've already stole it Don't worry about it But I think 14,000 is really really impressive My mate Andy's up there He's a big Dundee United fan Even when you're watching it on the TV going, Looks great It looks tremendous yeah. uh, Listen we're looking for a good game now 
But you fancy the home side still You've not changed your mind In no. the last 30 minutes or Don't so Don't have to be United Lauren Shankland amongst the goals By any chance And Dickie Clark I suspect well, Paul McMullen's gone down the right Just now trying to create something Early on But it's lively In the opening yeah. stages We'll keep you up to speed If anything kicks off In the the remainder of the time That we are with you What about tonight's teaser then Thank you to Sam Lanigan For sending it in Full time At Clyde1.com In the last seven days Six players have played for Celtic, Rangers or Scotland Have scored in England's top two divisions Guys like Martin Waghorn and Charlie Adam Have done it in the Championship uh, Robert Snodgrass did it in the English Premier yep. League I'll take one more guess each Stephen Fletcher Nope Windass Nope I'll take another guess each Charlie McGrew Nope Liam mm. Lindsay No uh, Oh well it's, it's a centre half in isn't it Maybe. Um, no, I, I didn't. I didn't Wallace, mean anything by Lee it. Wallace. No. Um. Okay, three down, three to go. Let's speak to Robert in Mount Vernon. Hi, Robert. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Not All right. Too bad, Robert. How are you? Hi, Alex and Hugh. Happy New Year. Yes. Merry Christmas to you. Coming up. Um. Uh, well, guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not like to burn your ears. I heard that wee quiz going on there. <laughs> okay. They need um, a break uh, from it, Robert. So they're delighted I, that you phoned. Right. I what I was a laughing at boy. Mark come on and play. Uh, Morales at right back I'd be brilliant I'd be a Celtic fan I'd love him at right back As <laughs> long, long as he doesn't get Mount of penalties To Verna gets in I'd be a worry you know. um, No which is, I would say it, They call him What do they call him The Buffalo mm-hmm. uh, I think the Buffalo Right he's going to be Playing Sunday and He's trying to get This monkey off his back But see the two big giraffes At the back They're going to stop him And I'm going to have a Big smile on my face like a hyena for another couple of days. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a wildlife theme yeah. to Robert's. I like that, Hugh. I think you'd, you'd have been proud of that. No. No? All right, okay. I'll try to give Robert a bit of credit. I'll, I'll, I'll need to ask but, Robert but if, think... he, if he watched the St. Mirren game the other day. How'd the two uh, giraffes go on there? No, nah, well, they were, well, they weren't too good, but they weren't that bad either, Hugh. You know, I think uh, these games are harder than you think, no? You've just got to get them over the line, and that's it. The most important thing is Sunday. As you say, this is going to be some game. Absolutely. Yeah. Incredible, it's going to be, I mean, it's got everything, it's just incredible, it's great to have Rangers back that way, don't get me wrong, it makes it more enjoyable when you win it. I, I think um, that's been the thing this season, that Rangers and Celtic have driven each other on, uh, they've each had their moments that uh, let them down, Rangers um, were totally dominated by Celtic at Ibrox and lost there, uh, Celtic somehow managed to get dominated by Livingston and lost there, uh, but by and large, they have driven each other on and they've, they've lifted the whole standard of the competition. Yeah, it's a, a two-way competition, but... And we've got an opening goal in the Dundee Derby and it is Nicky Clark. Oh, as flawless yeah. prediction <laughs> from Hugh Keevans. <laughs> Nicky Clark fires it high into the back of the net. A lovely first-time finish. Oh uh, United do take the lead. Carry on, Hugh, as you will. Yeah, you know, the individually, collectively, they've been terrific, Rangers and Celtic. And, uh, you know, it could not be... Any more finely poised because on the one hand a Celtic win gives you an uh, an exotic lead of eight points going into the winter break. On the other hand, a Rangers win takes it down to two points with Rangers having a game in hand against Ross County at Ibrooks, which, with the greatest respect to Ross County, is a home win. Gordon, just just before you crack on there, what an absolutely tremendous goal by Nicky Clark! It's an outstanding it's, finish, yes, isn't it? Brilliant! It's, it's across from the left hand side. He's just got across the face of the the Dundee defender who's trying to head it when it's about a foot off the ground, and he just flicks it with the outside. The pace is on the ball. He drives it in mm. in the back of the net. What a fantastic start for Dundee United! Robert, do you read into home advantage for Celtic 
on Sunday Obviously it can be done Celtic went to Ibrox earlier this season And have done so a number of times in recent years Do you, do you think it, it, it is a big factor on Sunday or not? 100% Gordon, yeah The way Celtic have been playing it uh, in Europa League And playing it They've all been brilliant But when they're in part in front of 60,000 Most of the 60,000 fans And they must turn up Because they never obviously We all know what happened in the League Cup final Never really turned up, but still win the game. Mm. They could have won it to nothing, really. But saying that, Rangers, Rangers were good that day, and there's no doubt about it. But at Celtic Park, I, I fancy Celtic strongly against Rangers, but also against anybody at Celtic Park, just to be that that theatre is like. See, the, cup, the, the cup final is what it's all about when the unexpected takes over. You know, because you you look at it, Rangers um, for an hour dominate the match. Celtic go down to 10 men But have scored a goal Rangers get a penalty And Celtic lose a player Now at that point That for me is the pivotal point In the whole game And Morelos misses the penalty Or Frida Forster saves it Have it your own way And Mikey Johnson might have made it 2-0 I mean Stephen Gerrard would have Stayed up all night Thinking how did Rangers manage To lose that game 2-0 So that's why I say Take away the thought you first had and just buckle in and get ready for anything happening at 12.30 on Sunday. Any joy Rangers have had against Celtic in recent seasons, Alex, has been all about flying out of the traps, getting in Celtic's face, not letting them play football, yeah. and really just shown... Not saying that they haven't played football, but, yeah. but really it, it's been... They've won it by their attitude and, yeah. and, the, and the way that they've gone about it, the way they've closed Celtic down. Will they do that at Celtic Park? Can they do that at Celtic Park? Well, listen, I think when you look at the games that they have done well, they have pressed high, Gordon, and I think uh, the League Cup final was a prime example due to the fact that Lewis Morgan was playing up top. So Celtic will have an out ball there, so, but Rangers will have to contest that if they're going to play a high-pressing game. But I think all the key players are going to be in the mix, which is great for everyone because you know, and the one thing I know about going to Parkhead is it's extremely difficult because of the environment. It's hostile. And you have to be brave If you're going to get a positive result uh, Robert I'm just thinking about the opening to your call About the giraffes and the hyenas And I, I see you're from Mount Vernon Exactly how close are you to the old Glasgow Zoo? I'm, I'm not It's not a far away A short walk No We saw houses there now God No need to worry There's just, a few bears up there But that's a nice story You keep an eye on the wildlife over the weekend Robert And give us a call back next week That was Robert In Mount Vernon 01419511025 uh, Still 1-0 to Dundee United In the Dundee Derby, what a goal it was, Nicky Clark with the outside of the foot on, on the volley, Alex, flicking That's it into the, the roof of the net. You'd be delighted with that one. Yeah, you? you talk about coaching young strikers to get across the face, Gordon. I don't know what the Dundee defender was doing because he's tried to head it when it's a foot off. Just go and meet it with your, your your legs, and you've got a chance to block it. Right, quick, we need three more on the teaser. Three more players who've played for Celtic, Kevin Rangers, McDonald's. or Scotland who've scored in the last seven days in England's top two divisions. No, uh, Kearney. Nope. Right, what about the Scotland one? Let's so let's forget Celtic and Rangers for a minute. I'm going to help you. B- uh, Barry Bannon. No, think Premier League. Uh, Scotland. He's got funny socks. Oh, it's uh, McBurney. Ollie McBurney. Okay, yes. right. Two more are both in the Championship. They're both former Rangers players, but one's a striker and one's a defender. Um. He actually scored in a one-all draw against. Martin Waghorn Who got the other goal Initials G G Jonathan Johansson G G G uh, Why would it be Jonathan Johansson In fact Forget the initials (laughs) Um, 
brought up here Mark Warburton Like to put himself about I think that's an understatement I'll put you out your misery mm-hmm. Joe Garner Oh we Joe Jesus And the last one's a centre half He was at Rangers last season uh, Now plays for Nottingham Forest Rob Come Keenan. on Nottingham Forest uh, Oh my goodness Joe oh, Worrell what, I, I Joe Worrell Thank you Hugh and Alex We are back on Sunday Please do join us And the GBX Fridays are up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.